Good Monday to you, City Church. Thanks for joining us for another edition of City Church Together as we aim to think about, meditate on Scripture, and let that turn into a prayer for the day for us. And my hope is um, that as we are listening to this, to the Word together as a church and praying together, um, that we will have a spirit of unity um, under the bond of faith as the uh, Scripture instructs us to. And so we will all be praying for the same things on the same days in the same direction. So um, this is Monday edition, um, a new sort of start of the work week in this um, very crazy time. Um, so I want to bring you some peace from the Scriptures today. I wanted to continue with the idea um, that I talked about on Friday. We were talking about living in a spirit of abundance uh, rather than in a spirit of scarcity, um, focusing not on what is seen but what is unseen. Receiving good gifts from God and giving thanks for them um, is something I talked about in the sermon this weekend. And I think the first chapter of James um, sums all of these ideas up very well. So I'm going to read from James. Um, starting in verse 12. James 12, and I'm going to read on down through um, verse 22. Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. No one undergoing a trial should say, I am being tempted by God, since God is not tempted by evil, and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows, by his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And that is the word of the Lord from James chapter 1. Um, now, I don't know if you heard all of the connection in there to um, some of the things that we talked about in um, Genesis chapter 1, and this, you know, Adam and Eve put in this abundant garden, and then there is this temptation from the serpent that um, tempted Adam and Eve to believe the lie of scarcity, that God was keeping something from him, from them that they might not be able to obtain, especially if they continue to obey him. Um, and what James addresses here, for the first thing he's, he talks about is that, um, is that we are blessed when we endure trials. And think about that command from Paul in Romans to rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, uh, and be patient in affliction, and be constant in prayer. Um, more of this idea that affliction is something that we will get, that we will get through. Um, that we will get through with God, and on the other side of it is blessing. 
on the other side of it is, cr- is a crown. On the other side of it is life. Okay. Um, then he goes on to say that we shouldn't blame God. Um, you might remember when we've been talking about a non-anxious presence, um, that one of the, uh, when you're operating in the opposite of that non-anxious presence, um, you are um, apt to blame someone for even your own sin. And this says, no, 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 you, you can't blame God. God is not to blame. Rather, then he uses the language of birth. He talks about, um, he talks about um, conception, uh, desire conceives and gives birth to sin, and then sin grows up like a little kid and becomes an adult, and then it, it the next generation is death. So he's using sort of this unwinding of the creative order that we read about in Genesis, where we were supposed to cultivate and bring life, be fruitful and multiply. But in our sin, that comes from a desire within us. When we follow that out, it doesn't bring life, it brings death. And here it talks about God's choice to birth us into his kingdom by the word of truth. In other words, his revelation to us as we look to God, as we see God, as he reveals himself to us in his word, we have the opposite of that. Now he is cultivating in us. And he, remember like Moses gave a choice for life and death, it says that God's choice is life. Uh, Verse 16, by his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth. He did not abort us. Rather, he exercised his choice to give us birth. That, listen to this, we, the church, God's people, that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You see that? That we would be a first fruits. In other words, that we would be part of his overflowing abundance. And then it goes on to say, what, how are we going to do that? How will we be, the church be, that, over, that first fruits, that overflowing abundance of God's choice to give us birth into his kingdom? Well, it says this is the way you should live. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. And then here's the action we should take in order to accomplish that. He says, rid yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. Humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your soul's church. Here is what the call is from James. If we are to be a cultivating, life-giving people, birthed out of God's overflowing abundance. This is another way that we live in abundance and not scarcity, that God in his mercy, by his choice, has birthed us into his kingdom, and now we can be agents of reconciliation by being quick to listen, by being slow to speak, and by being slow to become angry. And the way we do that is to humbly receive the word instead of diving into all moral filth and the evil is so prevalent. So this is like a choice that we have today in all of this craziness. Will we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and say, okay, God, you birthed me by this word, and now I'm going to get into your word, into your revelation. This is what I'm going to feast on, dine on. This will be my breakfast, my lunch, my dinner. This will be my morning and my noonday and my evening prayer. This will be my meditation throughout the day. It will be your word. Will we do that? Or will we binge on Netflix and news and things to sort of bring us comfort that also brings along with it moral filth and and the evil that is so prevalent in the word? And then it says, when you dwell on that world, word, the outcome of that is that we are doers of the word. So we don't just hear it for our own comfort, but then we go do it. We go 
and listen to people. We're quick to listen. We are slow to speak and slow to anger. We are, we love, we overflow that love. And so City Church, today, those are some questions to ask yourself. Am I humbly receiving the word that was implanted in me? Or do I just look at the Bible um, as something sort of for salvation later? Or am I humbly receiving it today so that God's spirit would work in me to overflow good fruit to others, like being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I know that uh, particularly I need that fruit in my life today. As we are cooped up more and more uh, with one another, um, we become more annoyed with each other. Um, We become quick to speak and slow to listen. We become quick to become angry rather than slow to anger. And the antidote to that is to humbly receive the word that birthed us into the kingdom of God, and then we can be doers of the word. This is part of living the cycle of abundance, not scarcity. Yes, what is seen is that we may all be sort of locked away indoors and out of our normal routine. What is unseen is that the very word that birthed us in circumstances prior to this is still giving us life even in this. And so cling to that, City Church. And so now I'd like to lead us in a time of silence and then prayer. And I pray today that your Monday would be one where you would meditate on the word of God and that you would respond to the word by being doers of the word and not hearers only. Let's be quiet and listen. What is God saying to you right now? And then we'll respond in prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to receive the word that you have implanted in us. Today, for every member of City Church and for those listening who are not part of our church, if they are a part of the body of Christ, I pray that your implanted word would result in action in their lives that would be sweet fruit to other people. Would you make us a people that are slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to become angry? Father, by your Holy Spirit, help us to see and avoid self-deception that seeks to blame our problems on other people. And instead, help us to quickly confess that our sin is a result of the desires inside of us that we let give birth to sin which leads to death. Father, I pray that we will choose life as you chose life in us, that we will choose life in you by clinging to the vine, abiding in the vine, receiving from Jesus Christ the word that gave birth to us and that will continue to feed us. Make us doers of your word and not hearers only. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. City Church, I'm praying that this week is a, um, though the circumstances are difficult, that this is a week of flourishing and fruitfulness and cultivation for you and for us um, in the city of Murfreesboro and then listeners wherever you happen to be. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.